You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm so happy to have you here. I really love doing this and I just am so excited every single week when I get to bring you guys a new episode. Um, I have a really great interview that I'm going to share with you guys today um, with my beautiful friend Haley and she actually spells her name the same exact way that I spell mine, which I never ever find anybody who spells it like me. Usually people spell it H-A-L-E-Y or H-A-L-I-G-H, whatever, you know, like the Haley you know, but nobody ever spells it H-A-L-I-E when, and most people spell it wrong, which I've just accepted at this point, but we connected and she is so passionate about cleaner beauty. She's an esthetician. Um, and she really, it was so cool. We got, we really learned so much about why she became passionate about this. And, um, I, I, I don't want to spoil or ruin anything because she really just really opens up and, and shares, why she cares about what we're putting on our body. Um, and as an esthetician, I think that's really great because, um, so much of the things that we're using get absorbed. You guys know that I talk about that a lot and we talk about so many awesome things in today's podcast. Um, we also have a very exciting challenge that we touch on, but since we've recorded this, we've been working on it for you guys. So definitely with like in the last week of February, beginning of March, no, wait. Yeah. Last week of February ish, be tuning into our social media channels because we are going to be doing a really fun challenge. It's going to help your gut health. It's going to help your skin, hair and nails. Um, super easy. We're going to be doing it and we hope that you guys can join along with us. It's super, super simple. You guys will learn about it as you kind of go into the episode. But since we've recorded this, we've kind of been brainstorming and working and trying to find, um, trying to put something together so that we can work on both our internal self and that way it'll help our skin, hair, nails, all the things that we obviously want to be great, right? So um, I really, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. We talk about so many different things. Um, but before we get to today's interview, I just want to share a review. So this review was on Apple Podcasts and it says, Dr. Haley is an amazing wealth of information and knowledge. I followed her for some time on Instagram and I was so excited to hear she had a podcast. I've been on my own journey to natural health and healing over the past year and a half. And I think I've learned more from her in a few months than I have in the past year and a half. She breaks down what can be presented in a complex or she breaks down what can be presented in complex ways that are easy to understand, non-judgmental, educated, encouraging, and all with an immense heart and passion behind what she shares. Thank you, Haley, for using your gifts to help others live a more healthy lifestyle. Our family has been incredibly blessed by you. I honestly think I had a tear coming down my eye when I read that. It was seriously so nice. And I just, I, I love sharing these reviews with you guys, giving you guys a shout out. So that was written by Heidi. Heidi, thank you so much for that review. It really means so much to me. Like I know that some people think like, oh my gosh, like I leave these reviews and you know, does it even mean anything? And one, it helps these reviews help other people see our podcast because the more reviews, you know, just like if you were to like write your favorite restaurant or gym or whatever on Google or Facebook, that is how people 
see the business. And, and if you have worked with me, please write me a review on Google. It would mean so much. Um, but seriously, you guys like that, like these are really free ways that you can help your favorite businesses. So, you know, my, my practice, you know, you can rate the podcast, rate my practice. If you've worked with me, um, you know, these are really free ways that you can help people during this time. And, and it just means so much. And it's, it's great feedback. I love reading these reviews and seeing what you guys liked, what episodes were your favorite, what you took away. Um, and it does make me feel good to know that you are getting tangible information that you can go out and use in my podcast. Cause that's my whole thing, right? Like I, I can only do so much. And even if I'm working with people one-on-one, or even if you're going through my courses and stuff, you know, I am, I want to do whatever I can to present these really complex and in-depth things in ways that you can walk away with steps, right? So I can, I can lead the horse to the water, but I can't make you drink. So it makes me so happy to know that I'm being able to present this information in a way with, that it is helpful um, and usable for you guys. So thank you guys so much for that review. Reviews are like the currency of, <laughs> of how, uh, how we can help get the, get the knowledge and get the word out there. So I just want to say thank you so much again. I'm going to be trying to uh, do a review each podcast I do. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. I have Haley Noel here with me, and we do spell our names the same, which is, you're like the first person I've ever connected with that spells your name like me. Yeah, I was really shocked when I met you. I was like, that's weird. I know, it was so weird typing your the email today to be like, Haley, and I'm like, whoa. I, I didn't even have to think about it. Like, it just was yeah. so weird. Nobody ever spells their name H-A-L-I-E, so we just were like instant friends because you did that, but... Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, we, we connected on Instagram, like probably like back in the pandemic. And I remember we did a live back in the spring kind of on like skincare and all that kind of stuff. So give, give the listeners like a little bit on your background, what you do, what your passion is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my name is Haley, obviously, Um, and I'm an esthetician. I also got certified as a holistic health coach. I'm not practicing as that, but I do weave it into my private practice where I take one-on-one clients. We just get to the root cause of skin issues that they might be having. So I do kind of a skin health 101, the internal and the external approach. And I also work um, as a consultant with Beauty Counter. So awesome. So tell me, tell me how, how did you even get involved with like in the skin journey in the first place? Like what inspired you to kind of like go down this route? Okay. So I'm going to try to not tear up, you know, a little bit of my story. Um, but for those of you who don't know my story, so a long time ago, when I was a teenager, I moved in with my grandparents and my Nana had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I saw her eating really healthy, like she had a garden. And I remember the first time that I had a green bean off the vine and I was like, gross. Why does this have such a strong texture? I'm used to the ones that come out of a can. This is so weird. Like I did not grow up super healthy. I lived on Costco snacks. Um, but I started breaking out really badly. So I saw that she had this, she just took such good care of her health. And I remember asking her on one of the walks that she would do daily. I was like, you know, how are you so healthy? And she's, she said to me, I remember this exactly where we were. She said, sweetheart, you know, I have cancer, but this is the only thing that I can control is what I'm consuming. 
And at the time, like this is before people were posting all about all the new health things. And there was all the Instagram gurus and companies like Beauty Counter that really did such a great job educating. So we didn't understand what we put on our skin actually absorbs into our body um, and the rate of absorption too, which we can get into later. Yeah. So I used to think the beauty industry was very vain. I struggled with acne. It really affected my confidence. And for any of you listening, you know, if you struggle with acne, it's just, it can be debilitating. Totally. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I looked for the more internal approaches to clear my skin because my Nana was my example. And it wasn't until she came home from one of her chemo treatments towards, towards the end of her life. <laughs> I'm going to get emotional guys. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So she was doing every four weeks, um, at some point, every three weeks, she was in the hospital with chemo treatments and she, we knew she was going to be losing her hair. So there was an esthetician who came into the oncology center and taught all of these women how to apply their lashes and their eyebrows and how to wear wigs that didn't make their, like their heads itchy. And she came home and she just teared up and she said you know sweetheart like this is the first time I have felt like a woman in months um and she had had a double mastectomy and so her her story needless to say it's it impacted me tremendously yeah but it wouldn't be until about six years later after I did all of the should do jobs like working in corporate finance and all of the things you think you're supposed to do that I realized I was living someone else's dream and I hated what I was waking up to every day. There, my soul felt like it was being sucked dry and I quit immediately. I enrolled with Aveda um, and we can get into why I chose that school later if that's something that you wanna talk about. But I enrolled with Aveda, I got my aesthetics license and I got my holistic health coaching license and or certification. And I decided just to, really create a life that I was proud of and that I knew my Nana would be proud of. So that's really my backstory. (laughs) I got goosebumps when you were talking about like you guys in the garden and like, that is the one thing you can control. And I, I really do believe that. And like knowing this journey myself too, like so many people were like, I don't understand why this happened to your mom. Like she was so healthy. Why, why, why? Like, why didn't, why didn't she just eat the garbage food? And like, why? And I'm like, I want to be able to like, at the end of the day, whatever happens happens. But if I know that I controlled everything that I could, I can rest my head a lot easier at night. And I'm sure that your Nana felt the same way. And so many people, you know, I just feel like so many people say it like, Oh, well they did that. And that still happened. I'm like, well, that's not the point. The point is they still controlled what they could. And like, I just think that that's so powerful because like the perspective that she had and like being able to feel your body. And like you said, how that, that like her whole kind of experience, like with, with the healthy eating. And then, you know, when the aesthetic or the esthetician came in and like was making these people who felt, you know, horrible, feel beautiful like that. I think that that's the cool thing about estheticians is like, you really like, there's so much power in just making people feel beautiful. And I love the work that you do because you have so much education around like living a healthy life and being beautiful that like, skin and like mental health, like all the things you talk about. And if you don't follow her, you guys, you need to, I'll put all that in the show notes. But like, I think, I think you do a really great job living in her memory and really encompassing all of those things you learned. I think it's so cool. You know, 
like so much for saying that. Oh, you're welcome. Because I, I, it's so funny when I hear people's stories and like, then, you know what they do. Like, I didn't know the full extent to that story. So knowing that, and now knowing you for a while, like I can totally see that, which I think is so cool. Um, sweet. Something I wanted to say before we moved on from this is a lot of time you touched on this. Um, people will say, well, they controlled all these things and something bad still happened. And something that I think I learned a lot from my Nana was sometimes really, and I don't know if this is me just justifying it, but I think sometimes really awful things happen to the best people we know, because the best people we know are the ones that have the largest impact. Totally. Oh my God. I got goosebumps again. (laughs) It's so so true. It really is. And like, I, I even posted a story yesterday about like why we have an air doctor and why we control our air quality and like why we use certain things. And people probably are like, oh my God, this person's like a hypochondriac, like freak. And it's like, no, I really just, I want to have control. I'm an Enneagram eight. I like having control of my environment, but, but at the end of the day, like we're so many of these lifestyle things are what is fueling and impacting disease in the first place. Right. So, um, I think it's so cool that you kind of got into both the aesthetic side, but then also understood like, okay, going back to kind of what you said, like what we put on our body is being absorbed. Talk a little bit about that. Like that is just something that I don't think people realize like these bath and body work lotions, these perfumes, these candles, these lotions, you know, like talk a little bit about the impact on how that is being absorbed. Yeah. So I want to preface with, I am not completely non-toxic. I, I am on this journey. And I think what you touched on we can do all the things, but we need to make sure that we feel good doing all the things because otherwise doing all the right things and feeling stressed to do all the right things, that stress will impact our hormones. Like, you know, it impacts our skin health, our emotional health, everything. So just do the best you can with what the information is that you have. Um, In terms of circling back to, you know, absorption in our skin. So for a lot of people, including myself, I did not realize it didn't, I didn't connect the dots that our skin is our largest organ. So our skin is protecting us. If we didn't have our skin, we really wouldn't have our life. Like no. it's, <laughs> it's holding everything in and it's our largest organ and everything that we put on our skin, it's just like what we put in our mouth. It's either helping us or it's harming us because the absorption rate is around 26 seconds from what I've read. And we absorb or at least penetrate into deeper layers of our skin 60 to 70% of what we put on our skin. Wow. So it's really important just to make sure that even though some molecular structures of the, of the chemicals and stuff that we're putting on our skin, some of them are not going to absorb into our bloodstream, of course, but everything will penetrate somewhat. So it's really important to just make sure what you're putting on your skin is safe. Totally. Wow. And, and especially to the context of, you know, hormones, because that's kind of, the realm that I've really found myself dealing with both male and female, like, and when I talk about these products, they're not just impacting female hormones, like these endocrine disruptors that we can kind of get into now, like they're impacting both female and male. Like I've seen so many things where like males have low testosterone and their, their hormones are in the tank. Their, their estrogen Mm -hmm. is high because these endocrine disruptors, like they are absorbed. It looks like estrogen it smells like estrogen. It is estrogen. Like the body doesn't know the difference, whether it comes from your bath and body works soap 
or if your body, if it's your body's actual estrogen, it doesn't know. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I'm so happy you brought this up. Um, he would be fine with me sharing this, but my significant other actually had very low testosterone. Um, and that was prior to us switching over. And he was a little reluctant to switch over to safer products, which I was too. Like my background is, does this product work and perform well? Great. Let's use it. My background when I went through training was not, is this product safe for your health? Okay, great. Let's use that. So yeah. that's so my... Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess let's kind of back up and like, just talk about that transition and like where that came, because like you said, going through school, it was like, okay, these, these products, like, is this going to work? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. We're using it. Like, where did that transition come for you? To be honest with you, I think it's, I think it's something that was naturally within me. And I don't know how else just to describe that. But I remember when I was living with my Nana she had the, I can't believe it's not butter tub. And this is when I still ate dairy. I always, I can't do it anymore. Um, and I couldn't do it then either, but I just wasn't respecting my body. I'm lactose or dairy intolerant. <laughs> I can't even have the protein. So um, anyways, back to the story. This is when I realized that the holistic approach was so important to me. My Nana said, oh, I can't believe you're reaching for the, the real stuff when I reached for the butter stick. And I said, well, you know, she brought up that it had a lot of fat in the content. And I was like, well, I could either have the fat that's in this, which, you know, it affects you differently than other types of fats. And I could choose, I can't believe it's not butter. And I could bring in all those chemicals into my body. So I don't know when I learned this, because like I said, I grew up on Costco snacks and Taco Bell. So there's no reason for me to think like this. But that was the first time that it clicked for me. And I was like, oh, that's a great point. <laughs> like I right. never thought about that. So when I chose my school that I ultimately went to, I did it for two reasons. And if any of you want to be estheticians that are listening to this, this is really important. Um, I personally think I chose the school based on the network and the name. I wanted to make sure that when I connected with other estheticians or other professionals in the space, the name that I shared was recognized because you're automatically put into a network and that it was respected. Um, but most importantly, I wanted to make sure it aligned with my values. And Aveda is known for being a much more holistic company while maybe their products are not as safe as what we know now, thanks to Beauty Counter. <laughs> but, um, you know, I made sure that I chose a holistic approach. So I don't know where that came from, but that one comment stuck with me and it made me think about that in every aspect in the future. That's so crazy. And it's so funny because that name even just even though you said the products aren't as holistic as it sounds, the name just even does sound, it sounds more like natural, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so your personal skincare, like how did you slowly transition? Like when, when were you introduced to beauty counter? Like what made, what flipped the switch for you? And now your significant other to be like, okay, this is what we are currently using. Mm -hmm. Now I want to get these endocrine disruptors out of my life. Like what I guess, and I guess, let me, let's just define quick, like what an endocrine disruptor is. So endocrine hormone system disruptor, it's disrupting endocrine disruptors are in your food. Like it's not, it's not butter or whatever, the, whatever that was they're in personal care products. They essentially mimic your own hormones and disrupt your own hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what switched for you guys to be like, let's start, let's start trying this. Like, were you reading your ingredients? Were you learning about these different things? Yeah, so I've always been very into researching, 
questioning everything that's just in my nature. I'm, I have like this insatiable curiosity, which I'm thankful for now. Um, but to be honest, I never thought about what I put on my skin. Like it just was never a question for me. Those of you, again, who have acne, you know that when you think about your skin, you're like, I just want to feel confident in it. And I will do anything it takes. And I mean anything. If I shared some of the things that I tried when I was younger, you guys would think I'm disgusting or crazy. Um, but I think I kind of was always teased in my family for being the hippie, like the outcasted hippie before it was like cool to be clean. Yeah. So I dabbled in some things. I tried the DIY stuff and I'm not the best DIYer. So fast forward to 2019 and almost two years now to the date in March. Oh and God. yeah, and um, this random woman from Instagram reached out to me and asked if I ever had tried Beauty Counter. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. It's one of those companies, but as an esthetician, I wanted to try it because I was curious. And she shared that it was a cleaner company, which intrigued me. And I tried the products hoping I would not love them. And then I fell in love with them. And I knew I, this is not, I'm not trying to share my why, but this is really my intro into clean beauty. And that sent me down a spiral of just furthering what I already knew that what we're putting in our mouths and things like that, it's important. But then when I started learning the science behind our skin, which is why I'm so passionate about the classes that I teach, I always do like skin health 101 classes. I've taught a lot of people within Beauty Counter, a lot of my fellow colleagues that are estheticians, and I just find it to be so important to understand the foundation of your skin. Um, so that's a long answer to my clean beauty intro. That's awesome though. And it's, I kind of feel like mine was the same way. Like I was kind of getting into like, I was getting into my hormone journey and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm using some coconut oil. I'm trying to like do my DIY. Meanwhile, coconut oil, like it literally just sits on the skin. It did nothing for me. Um, but then somebody was like, Hey, like, let me like, have you ever tried this? And I was like, no. And then you know, I literally kind of same situation. Like I am, I've got a really big bullshit radar where I'm like, anyone trying to sell me something like your, your message is most of the time deleted. Like I know when someone's trying to sell me something and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was like, I, I wanted to, I needed to find an option. So I was like, okay, this honestly sounds really cool. I tried it, love it. And, you know, I, I started learning about the advocacy work that they were doing and and I think that like, it's important for us to like, we both obviously really like beauty counter, but there's like, we're just, we want transparency. Like we yes. want what's supposed to be in our product to be in the product. And the problem is like the supplement industry and like the whole food, big food, personal care products are like the same way. Like you, there's no lack of accountability. You, there's no, you can source things from wherever it doesn't have to be sustainable. It can be filled with heavy metals, which most products are. And then you, what you put something with heavy metals, like right on your eyelid, which is right next to your eye, or you put it on your lip, which you're ingesting, like that doesn't make sense to me. And what's crazy is with the rise of chronic disease and with the rise of hormone issues and infertility and all of these things, like we, I think we really just have to think like, okay, I know we are not doing a great job on the food front. It is, we are not. But we also have to think about these things that people are slathering on their bodies all day long, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, the skincare we're putting on is really just feeding our body in a different way. So I think looking at it like skin food, really, 
Um, it's so important to look at it that way. There, that's the reason why there's certain skincare lines that, like I'm not gonna say certain names on here, but there's companies that have like probiotics and prebiotics in the skincare and they have different vitamins in the skincare. And, you know, I think it's important to note though that you really have to trust the company that you're going with because just because it says there's certain things in it does not mean that it's at a high enough level that you're actually absorbing it um, in a way that's going to affect you the way that they claim it will. So that's why I'm really passionate about educating people on how to read the labels. You know, a lot of people don't understand that the first five ingredients, there's called there's something called a 1% line. I'm getting a little off topic, but I think- this No, 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 this is good, this is good. Okay, so there's something called a 1% line. And a lot of people will say, oh, buy this cream because it's so brightening, it's great for hyperpigmentation. But then the product that they're toting on the front is actually towards the end of the ingredients list. And you know, the lower on the ingredients list, the smaller the percentage. But what people don't usually know is there's a 1% line. So after the first like five or six ingredients, you can kind of tell depending on what the ingredients is where it will cut off. Anything after that is less than 1%. So it's really important when people talk about actives, when they're saying it's targeting a specific thing, which we can also get into later when we talk about like treat steps. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they say it's targeting something specifically and they're telling you the ingredient, flip over your bottle and see where it falls. It's really important to do that. <laughs> totally. And I think that that's because we do the same thing with our food. Like, okay, you know, how many ingredients are in this and like, what are the ingredients? And like you said, the ones that are the big marketing advertisers, those are typically the ones sometimes towards the end of the product, which doesn't make any sense. Cause like you said, you're that you're not even really getting yeah, good part. The powerhouse at the top. <laughs> like right, right. Yeah. Let's kind of get into ingredients. Like when you're teaching people on like ingredients that you want, ingredients that you don't want, what would be some like really common top offenders that you'd tell people, hey, like just take a look at like what's what's in your lotion, what's in your what's in your skincare, what's in your shampoo, all that kind of stuff. Like, what are some big ingredients that you think of? I know we've got like the um the never list, which is something that I always use just because they never use that with beauty counter. It's pretty much all the top offenders, but like, what would you, I mean, if you can lift some of those off the top of your head, I, that'd be perfect. I think before I list them, the best rule of thumb is if a professional justifies it afterwards, for instance, formaldehyde, that's in a lot of lotions, including your kids' lotion. And if someone says, I know it's shocking. Um, for those of you who can't see Haley's face right now, it's she's disgusting. Like, yeah, um, but it's true. I flipped over one of my favorite lotions. My Nana used to give us like foot massages when we were little kids. And I flipped over the ingredients and it said formaldehyde on it. And it was devastating because I love it. But here's the thing. A good rule of thumb is if it's an ingredient where someone has to say afterwards, oh, but it's okay in a small amount. That's an ingredient you should not have in your product. But I will say like name-wise some good things, and I would love to hear your, your take on this too, especially from a health perspective. Obviously fragrance, yep. you know, that, that is that trademarked word. It can hide hundreds of ingredients in that one word. And oftentimes they're endocrine disruptors. And that's where the number one endocrine disruptors tend to be, which yeah. affects hormones. So Fragrance is definitely the worst one that I talk about because like you said, it's a trade secret. So mm -hmm. people can't copy other people's fragrances. So therefore you don't have to disclose, but like it literally can be over a thousand different chemicals in one fragrance. Like 
that's the one thing. And honestly, once you get it out, you realize how foul it is in the first place. Like, Oh, I just, I, I can walk by someone in the store and be like, they've got like, I just, I can notice it. Whereas now really the only fragrance I get is like, you know, an essential oil, which is a very strong, but the great part about them is you don't need a lot um, yeah. because they are so potent, but they, they are natural. They smell like what it would occur in nature. Whereas these fragrance don't. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy that you bring this up right now. Cause this is a, this is a topic that I was thinking about last week, actually. I, it took me a year and a half, you guys, um, of being able to agree with what you just said, because before I'd be like, yeah, it's easy to say that, but I still love certain fragrances. And it wasn't until I found one of my old fragrances in my bathroom. And I was like, oh, let me smell this. Cause it used to be my favorite fragrance. And I smelled it and it, it smelled so different than what I remembered. And I think it's because I've removed the fragrance from my home, from my skincare, from everything for so long that I finally can actually smell what I should be smelling, which is the chemicals in it. Um, yep. Yeah, so I think that that's such an interesting point and it's kind of like anything else in life. When you're switching, sometimes it takes time to fully fall into it and to really find your groove in it and figure out like what products work well and you know what things you can remove and not miss. Like yep. for instance, there's, there's one candle that I still have in my home and it's a toxic candle. I rarely light it, but it's a candle that brings me back to when my boyfriend and I, when we were living in California, and it's just a really sweet memory. And so I have it in my house still, and I don't know if I'll ever get rid of it, um, but it doesn't mean I'm going to light it all the time either. But there's certain things, and I think- Yeah, it's great. not about being perfect. It's really yeah. not. But like, that's something, like you said, it's not in every, like you really do a, such a good job of controlling what you can control, like such a yeah. wide variety of time. And mm-hmm. it's just so, it's just so crazy how, how sensitive I am to stuff like that now, which I see that as kind of a good thing, but in a bad thing, because like, if a patient comes on with perfume, I'm like holding my breath, like, <gasps> like I can't, <laughs> but like, I don't want to be that sensitive, but we just don't have it around. So I just... Well, there's a reason that you're not supposed to be wearing fragrance when you're in like hospitals and things like that. You know, it's, I've heard stories that I'm sure you guys can all look up right now. For instance, my mind goes to the story of a 12 year old boy and he was in middle school and he cannot smell the Axe, um, the Axe cologne. He had a horrible reaction. And anytime he smells it, he actually has a very bad reaction where he breaks out in hives. He can faint. This is obviously an extreme. This is not a norm but it just goes to show you how certain things can affect people differently. So, you know, if someone, like when I was working as an esthetician physically, if someone would come in and they had eczema, psoriasis, things like that, that is definitely an internal factor for sure. But there are things you can remove topically and fragrance is the number one irritant for skin. And it's so important for people to know that. And, you know, to answer your initial question on things to remove, like, checking your pigmented products, especially your lip products, you guys like anything that's pigmented usually contains a lot of heavy metals. And for heavy metals, you know, that's found in our deodorant as well, like aluminum and things like that. So making sure if you don't want to do the due diligence, which I don't blame you, it can be overwhelming. If you don't want to do the due diligence yourself of looking on the back of every single product, find a company that you love, that you believe in, and that you trust to do the, to do the research for you. Um, so I think that that's a really nice way that you can kind of segue into a cleaner lifestyle is just researching the company and making sure you trust them until you're ready to really learn how to read the labels and do those things. Yeah. 
How do you feel about um, the EWG and the healthy living app? Do you like that? I do. I don't use the app as much. I find that I can find my products easier when I go onto Google and I just type the name in EWG afterwards, but the app is good. Yeah. I like, I feel like sometimes they don't have a lot of things. I've heard some things about people being like, oh, well, like they've just only got the best cleanest products on there. I'm like, no, like they've got everything. Like I've looked at like CoverGirl, and you can kind of go through like some of their products aren't horrible, but the nice mm-hmm. part about it is like, if you are in the store and you want to be like, how does this, how does this mascara rate? You can look it up mm-hmm. and it will rate it. And the cool part is like, they've done all the dirty work and all the research to like compile all the literature on why these ingredients, some are be- good, some are bad, some are better than others. And they'll like give a rating for that. So if you haven't checked that out, I, I like that app. I feel like I don't use it as much anymore. I'm more using it when I'm like trying to find healthy swaps for other people. Or like, I'll just literally look at the ingredients of what they have. And I'll be like, um, it's got fragrance. It's got aluminum. Like, you know, I know what to kind of pick out. Um, so we mentioned the heavy metals. What about like, obviously the parabens and the phthalates, um, uh, yeah, those are, they, those well, are, I, you know, yeah, those are, yeah. And I think a lot of companies know that. Um, so they're trying to, you know, like on the front, there's so much greenwashing, like, especially with shampoos and stuff, they're like phthalate free, paraben free, but then you turn it over and there's still fragrance. So it's really not that much better. Um, I don't know. Would you say that's any better if it's paraben and phthalate free instead of, I mean, I still wouldn't use it. Here's the thing. I think I definitely went the greenwashing route into clean because I just didn't know any better. So I kind of circle back to like, finding a company you really trust. Like I love Dr. Bronner's for this specific thing you're talking about. I, yep. I love them. Limited ingredient list. It's right there on the front. I can see what it is. Yep. Um, I think it's great on the consumer's part to try to go cleaner. So I think if anyone is in that boat where they're like, oh, there's fragrance, but I tried my best with the sulfate free and all the things, it's too much. Yeah. I say like, give yourself grace and be like, that's awesome that I made the difference there. And I made that choice. And now the next time you look for something, you can find something that's fragrance free. So just kind of like taking baby steps. Totally. Um, something I want to also mention about the EWG. A lot of people, when I bring up EWG, will say like, oh, I use Think Dirty. And I used to be with you in that. And then I kind of researched it because that's what I love to do. And it was bought out by Procter & Gamble. Oh, no. So that's just, that's one thing I share with people. I did not know I, that. Yeah. Like I didn't know that either. And then I found that out and I'm like, okay, that makes sense as to why, like some numbers are changing for different products and just, just always check your sources source. Can you talk a little bit about that company for people who might not be familiar with what they make or. All right, you guys, well, I am interrupting my own podcast because I want to tell you a little bit about my bloating and digestive health masterclass that is still available for the early bird special pricing. I get so many questions on bloating and why people have all these digestive issues and all these fitness influencers, I guess, just make it out to be that it's normal and that your stomach should feel six months pregnant. And it's not. And so many people even come and say, I'm experiencing skin issues. I have acne, eczema, all these different things. Gut symptoms manifest in so many different ways. And 
I've had podcasts on this, but I really wanted to give you guys some more tangible information. So that's why I created my masterclass. You guys can check it out in the show notes. The link will be there and the early bird pricing will end on Friday. So get it while you can. I'll give you some protocols that you can use, some foods that you can add in, some lifestyle tips, and you'll really walk away with lots of tangible tips on learning how you get rid of bloat and really understand your gut health and digestion. Where were we? We were... We were talking, oh, Procter and Gamble. Mm. Yeah. So Procter and Gamble, I can't speak too much to them because I don't want to speak out of turn here, but it's a company that just doesn't align with my values personally. Um, they have, it's an umbrella. So they own a lot oh, of different companies. Okay. So I just think, you know, doing what research. Own? I, this is also for me. I have no idea what they own. Like I know that they've, they have a lot of more stuff, like you said, with things that I don't necessarily vote with my dollars for, but like, what are some like examples of their companies? Mm, that's really great. Okay. I just looked it up because to be honest, I can't name a bunch off the top of my head and I want to okay. have a few for you. Um, so the Tide, which is one of my old favorite laundry detergents, check out the ratings on EWG, you guys. I think it gets like a D or an F. I think it's an, uh, um, it's definitely one of those. Yeah. They have like Bounty, I think L'Oreal. A few other things that I can't find right now. They're kind of. Okay. That makes sense. That makes so much sense. So yeah, you, that's the thing is like, you have to look at like who's funding. And I always Mm -hmm. say that with research, like people are like, well, this research article came out saying this. I'm like, right. But did you see who funded that? Or like that the scientists at that, like there's so much, unfortunately, dirty science. Like I'm always like, I am always researching and whatnot, but you really do have to see like, who's funding these apps, who's funding this research, who is like in charge of all of this stuff, you know, it's, yeah. oh, it's just so crazy. So, okay. Let's kind of like pivot real quick and talk about, okay, people maybe are wanting to try cleaner skincare or cleaner products, but they're worried that they might not perform as well. What mm-hmm. is your experience with like kind of going through that transition yourself? And, um, what are some tips that you have like when switching to cleaner products? Yeah. So First off, everything is going to be hit or miss. I don't know about you, but almost everything I've tried in life, whether it's a career change, products, like moving, there's always going to be hit or misses. And that's just an opportunity to pivot and look at it like, okay, I learned something. So just because one product doesn't perform well, doesn't mean the next one won't. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I was really hesitant to lean into a fully clean product routine and it's been game changer for me because I did struggle with a lot of hormone imbalance um, and health struggles there that we can get into later. So I think my biggest piece of advice would be anything that goes on your lips, because think about how many times we reapply our lip products. Mm-hmm. Think about where that goes. It's definitely not just vanishing. You're swallowing it. So I would say making sure your lip products are clean and then anything that stays on your skin for a long time. If you don't want to do a massive overhaul, which is rare that people want to do a whole overhaul, right? Right. So stick to like lotions, moisturizers, things like that first. That's a good tip. And would you say foundation would be maybe a part of that too? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love their new foundation with like the hyaluronic acid. Oh my God. Like I am not a foundation person at all, but when I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just so awesome. I am. I'm not either. I hate that cake face feel. And even some that are like light coverage, I can still feel it and I hate it. And this I can have on all day. 
It's basically an esthetician's dream foundation because it's really skincare or makeup with skincare benefits. Right, right. So there's like the hyaluronic acid in it, which is so great for moisture. And like, it literally said like, didn't they come out with a trial where like the more you wear it, the more like hydration was actually found in the skin? Yes. And for those of you who don't understand the difference with hydration versus moisture, um, to give you reference, think about a grape versus a raisin. So when our skin is really dehydrated, we might've started out like a grape, but when you're dehydrated, your skin kind of shrivels up a little bit like a raisin. You start seeing fine lines and your skin is just not as glowing. It's a little rougher. Um, so this foundation is I never thought I would be raving about a foundation, by the way, <laughs> but this foundation, like you said, it helps your skin over time because the ingredients are not pore clogging and it has all the hyaluronic acid, which is basically a big glass of water for your skin. So it's amazing that. and you'll be great in no time. <laughs> I know. And I love that you talk about dry skin so much because that is, I feel like the key one to anti-aging is moisture, but also so many people in the winter are struggling with dry skin and all that kind of stuff. So take us through like what a good routine looks like. What are some products that you like to use in those routine or like what you might currently use? Yeah. Um, is this just overall or is this beauty counter specific? Anything, anything, anything. Okay. So let me give you a little backstory with building a really good regimen Regimens are so important if you have any skincare goals at all. And I'll tell you why, <laughs> because you're, you have four steps in a regimen. So you have your cleanse, step one, step two is your prep, step three is treat. So that's going to be where you're treating any concerns that you have. And step four is protect. And that's where you're going to have like moisture and everything. So your cleanser is really important because if you use the wrong cleanser, all your future products have to work so much harder. So finding a really gentle cleanser is so important. For me personally, I love going for a cream cleanser. I find that's pretty universal, regardless if you're oily, if you're combo, if you're dry, a cream cleanser is generally a pretty safe bet. Um, and I can go into product specifics after if you want, sure. but the, the prep step. So that's going to be essentially you can get your skin just damp with water because our products absorb into our skin better if your skin is moist. So definitely you could do water, but the benefit of having a toner or something in this step is you get all the added benefits of the ingredients that are in that. So that's, that's very important, but the best step that I can go into right now is the treat step. My favorite. And mine too. I can have calls all about just the treat step. So for people who are like, what the heck is a treat step? If you have like acne, hyperpigmentation or anti-aging goals, melasma, anything, you're going to treat it in the treat step, which is your step three. So there's a serum in this step. And I want you guys to think about a serum, like a big glass of water for your skin. So if you ever thought a serum was not important, let me tell you, it's one of the most important steps in your skincare routine. <laughs> if your skin is not if your skin isn't getting to the goals that you have for it, check and see if you have a serum in your routine. Um, oh, yeah, they're my favorite products. Oh, same. The counter match hydrating serum. I don't know the full name, but the counter match serum is life-changing. It is amazing. Especially in the winter. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, my skin does not feel dry. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where I've really been able to tackle 
so much of like the external things I want to work on because so much of my healing really had to happen on the inside. But, um, the, like the external factors, like the melasma or like the acne scarring really the treat step is, is what helped do that. And, you know, like I'm, you know, in my twenties now, so anti-aging should start now. So I, now I'm kind of starting to add in more of those type of products just to be able to be a little bit ahead of the game. Um, which that also can start with diet too. Bone broth is like Botox for your skin, but anyways, um, we're talking topical. Oh my God. It's Um, so good. It's literally like the best healing food in the world. Like like I am for, for like, and eating skin. Like if you eat like meat with skin on it, cause this, it comes with all the nutrients that are good for your skin. You know, like eating liver is good for your liver and eating bone broth, which is good for your immune system and your gut everything. and like literally everything. Like it is one of the most healing foods Sorry, in the entire world. <laughs> I know, I know. And well, the crazy thing is I actually have had, I had a vegan, um, who was having, you know, so she just was not feeling great. And I was like, okay, I want to tiptoe into this. If you're open to it, like, I really want you to start adding bone broth. She literally felt so great. Mm. And just from adding stuff like that, because you just can't get, we can't get everything from one source. We have like, these things all exist in my opinion for a reason. And like, I, I don't know. I love it. It's nature's Botox. It really is. Yeah. That's so interesting. I heard, I actually used to be vegan. Um, yeah. And I heard from another vegan, actually, she's like, Instagram friend of mine, but she was doing a podcast also. And I heard her podcast and she was talking about how that was so helpful for her. And she has rheumatoid arthritis. And she was like, had I only started this earlier, who knows how healthy my joints could be right now. Yeah. So it was very interesting to hear her talking about that. I I think it's, it's really, it's uh, some people can really do it great, but there's a lot of people who do it and they feel great, especially when, you know, they're young, but then they do it. And there's so many nutrient deficiencies and so many things that the body's lacking that eventually the body's going to be like, what is even going on here? Like we need, we need more, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm getting on that bone broth train. <laughs> I try to do like a cup a day, like a, you know, like I'll just drink like a mug of it, put some salt in it, like pink salt with turmeric and, mm. oh, it's so good. Okay. I'm as soon as I do it, I'm going to tag you on Instagram. Okay, good. Challenge for 30 (laughs) days. I like, I literally would love to see the difference that it's made in my skin. I really would. Ooh, should we do, we could do that. A challenge. challenge? I think we're going to do that. I think, yeah, let's talk more about this. Everyone who's listening right now, you're a part of our brainstorming session right now. So you should just (laughs) DM us on Instagram. Let us know if we should do this, if you would do it with us. That (laughs) totally would be awesome. And so yeah, we totally should do that because people are always like, I need to do this. I'm like, it literally is so cheap. If, if I cook a full chicken in the Instapot or if we have like steak with meat on it or the other day, oh my God, I, we had like pork shoulder and the, it was like falling off the bone. So I just save all my bones and I literally boil it in a crock pot with herbs like carrots and stuff. Cause the, there's so many minerals and carrots, like the beta carotene and stuff. That's great for your skin too. Mm-hmm. And I just have a little bit every day and it's amazing. I put a little bit in the dog's food Tala's skin and like hair is like beautiful. So what? Mm-hmm. That's your baby. Do you hear that? I'm talking to my dogs right now. For those of you who can't see me, <laughs> they, will, <laughs> they love it. They love it. And it's so good for their joints, just like it is for ours. So I, I think that we're totally going to do that. Okay. I, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. 
Um, listening are going to do it with us, right? <laughs> so if like this airs like in a few weeks, we can plan to do it like March, like all of March. We're just going to drink bone broth every day. Done. I'm in. A cup a day, like a little bit. It doesn't have to be a lot. I'm in. I'm going to document. I'm going to do before and after photos. I'm going to. Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to do all the things. I have really bad joints actually. So this is, this is going to be really interesting to see how it helps. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, okay. So treat step. So, so what is typically like a serum is typically in a treat step. And so, um, the peel, oh my God, that's that, that is like the product that I really think changed my acne scarring was the overnight peel. Um, yeah, we should talk a little bit about this because I think honestly, the overnight resurfacing peel, it is so gentle that any skin type, almost any skin type can handle this. If you are extremely sensitive, patch test it, obviously yep. on your neck, on your jawline, but almost any skin type can handle this because Beauty Counter is so good at formulating their products in a gentle way that's still effective, that's clean, that's safe for our health. So I think that powered with the vitamin C, mm -hmm. I mean, your skin will literally be like my life goals. It'll be that glass Korean skin that's just like gorgeous and glowing. For those yep. of you who know what I'm talking about, you're like, placing your order right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are like my favorite. And what I've been using is um, my friend, Ashley Nordman. She makes like these glow pads, which are just like, just a little bit more like medical grade glycolic acid. And she doesn't use like any harmful products. I can share them with you. But yeah. so I've been pairing those pads with the peel. And I personally, I always thought I had more sensitive skin, but I don't because I use the peel like three ish times a week, maybe four. And then when I went to an esthetician and I did like dermaplane and like a really, like, I thought I was going to do more of a heavy peel, but she's like, because you're new, I think she did too light of a peel just because I already use these acids. I could have bumped it up a little bit more, but just to say how safe they are at home, like, oh, yeah. really, like they're very safe. But then I wish that I got a little bit more of like a heavy duty when I went to her because like, I'm already using kind of like the lower, not lower, but like the more of the safer products. Whereas like when I go to a professional, like she can do a little bit higher of a, of appeal. Yeah. And she was probably testing your skin too. Cause if she anybody was. says acids, when they come in, that's the first go-to for estheticians. We're like, I don't want to ruin your skin. And you can kind of see if someone's a little bit more dry, or if you can see a little bit of flakiness, you know, you kind of have to go in with a gentler peel, like a lactic acid or something. Um, yeah. But is, yeah, um, is, can you overdo something like that? Like, is it going to, can you overdo skin turnover or anything like that? Is that possible? 100%. Um, yeah. So you can, I was going to go back to the regimen portion, but. Oh yeah. We, we need to finish that. So, um, for anyone who is listening, we kind of went on a tangent because that's just what we do. And I'm sure you do too. So you, you understand, <laughs> but um, yes, you can definitely overdo, you know, the acids and the exfoliants and things like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if you wanted me to finish on the treats on the regimen steps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we just went over to recap. We went over the cleanser. That's the first step. The second step is your prep step. <clears throat> that's going to prep all the future products to come. That way they can absorb and work better. And then we have the treat step. This is super important. You mix this up. It's not always going to be the same product in the treat step. You are going to treat whatever concern you have. And if you have multiple concerns, you can get multiple products in this and just alternate on the days. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last step is your fourth step. That's the moisturizer and your SPF. I'm not that great at it, but SPF is so important. 
especially when you're staring at screens because the HEV rays, which is the blue light in your computer screens and your phone screens, that actually can cause damage to your skin. And really? Can, yep. And it can break down the collagen in your skin as well. So SPF all day. <laughs> okay. Like I, I used to be so anti-sunscreen because I'm like, this is literally filled with chemicals. And then I started using beauty counter. So I'm like, okay, it's not filled with chemicals. I'll use it in the summer. And then mm -hmm. in the winter, I'm like, I literally saw the sun today for like the first time in weeks. So I'm like, I, I did put it on today, but then I don't usually because mm -hmm. the sun, like you can't even absorb vitamin D this far, you know, of Atlanta, but, but because you say the thing about the screen, so much of what I do is literally behind this computer. Yeah. And I don't want to age any faster than I have to age. Yeah. So let me tell you something about sunscreen that might blow like the listeners minds here. Um, so with the chemical versus physical sunscreen, physical sunscreen is like your zinc sunscreen. So it's going to sit more on your skin. Obviously it's not going to be white on your skin. Like the formulation is far more advanced now, so it can really melt into the skin, but the chemical SPFs. So those actually get converted into heat in your body. So you absorb everything you're putting on your skin, which is why you have to reapply so often. So it absorbs into your skin and your body takes the chemicals and converts it into heat and then releases it out of your, like into your body. So that's how chemical sunscreens work, which to me just sounds like a science experiment. And I am not about that. So always choose physical sunscreens. They're just as effective and they're much safer for your health. Um, but I wow. will say with sunscreen, I don't tend to put that all over my body. Like even if it's summertime, because like, you know, the importance of vitamin D most people, I think hundred percent of people, is that safe to say are deficient in vitamin D? Pretty much everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like 99.99% of people. Um, so yeah, like I put that on my face or on areas that I tend to burn. Yeah. But obviously if you burn really easily, please disregard this information and put that all over your body. <laughs> right. But, but it's important to get at least like 15, what would you say? 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes. Like, especially if you're fair, cause you're going to get it quicker. Whereas like when I'm my midsummer tan, I'm also, I'm not absorbing a ton of, I have to be out there so much longer, but like mm -hmm. you said, you're right. I, I put it, it's on my face and then I don't really put a ton on my body, maybe my chest, if I'm going to be out long, but a lot of times, like I don't really burn like crazy when I cut out vegetable oils completely, like I didn't burn. And okay. Well, yeah. Like I don't burn so, either. You would think I do because I'm so pale, but I actually get like very tan. Yeah. It's, very it's tan my complexion. You were tan this summer. I was like, I have native American in me. So that fortunately comes out for like two months out of the year when your <laughs> body gets exposed to the sun. <laughs> that is good. But I'm um, curious about that comment that you just made, and then we can get into the skin barrier again, but the, the comment you made about not burning when you cut out vegetable oils. So it's, this is like an N of a few, like N of four, because like my dad, my brother, Nick, well, I guess my mom and myself, like we, when we all cut vegetable oils out, like I don't ever really burn unless like I'm in Mexico and I'm on the beach like 12 hours. I don't really burn, but my husband Nick does. And like, he'll go out golfing and he'll come back and like, he's a lobster. And like, people have literally approached us to be like, is he okay? And I'm like, yeah, he's just an idiot and doesn't freaking apply sunscreen. I'm calling you out Nick. Sorry. <laughs> but, but this summer, like when we really, when I started doing so much research on how much oxidative damage vegetable oil was doing to our body, there's a lot of people out in a lot of literature kind of speculating the oxidative damage 
and the inflammation that it's causing can impact, like you're literally frying yourself. You fry things in vegetable oil with heat and vegetable oil and you fry, right? So it's kind of like the same type of concept. And I'm not the only person who's talking about this. There's been quite a few practitioners who are like, yeah, I haven't burned. I don't burn anymore. I don't. And it's like, this is literally like, we could be saving so many people from skin cancer. And my dad has had multiple skin cancer lesions taken off of him. So he's more prone to burn. And he's been very good since cutting vegetable oils out. My mind is blown right now. I'm amazed. And this reminds me of something that I had seen. I don't know if you know a lot about this. You probably do because you're a health guru. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Always learning. <laughs> but I saw, it was like a YouTube video I saw. And then I went down the rabbit hole that this woman was talking about when she went more plant-based. I don't think she's fully plant-based, but I think it was like 80% of her diet is plants. And then the other 20% is animal protein or something. Um, but the more she ate vegetables and upped her hydration and all the nutrients, her eyes changed color. I have heard of that. My eyes changed color, which Mine is why, too. okay. I didn't know if that was real or not. And Slim, or my boyfriend, for those of you who don't know, um, Slim, he pointed this out to me. He said, Haley, like, babe, you don't have that, this like reddish brown spot in the bottom of your eyes. It's all green now. And I didn't even, he painted a picture of me when we first met. Oh, <laughs> so he noticed that. And I was like, what? So I went into the, he showed me a photo and I went into the mirror and I'm like, where is it? It has to be somewhere. But I think your I think diet next to that. Oh my God. So crazy. Have you heard about this? I've, I, well, I've heard that like chlorophyll and green pigmented things, like when we go out in the sun, it gives us energy, like it will to plants. But so that's kind of like a little bit different, but, um, that is so cool. Like, cause my eyes are like, they, on my birth certificate, it says hazel, but like, that's not correct because I don't think yeah. my eyes have ever been hazel. They're like a, I don't even know, like a bluish, yeah, it depends on what color I'm wearing. I also think that that kind of changes it. Like when I'm wearing more blue, but like now I'm wearing like a, I don't even know, like an orangey. So it's more like green. I don't know. It's so weird, but I totally believe that I have heard of your eyes. I have heard of people's eyes changing due to their health because like your eyes are kind of like the window into your health. So mm -hmm. I, to your point, totally just negate what I said. Cause that doesn't really make sense to what you say. Cause mine change kind of like daily, but I have heard of that happening. Like <laughs> your eyes changing with yeah. your health. That is so interesting. I guess it's kind of like when you look at your tongue for your health, right? Like, yeah, that's kind of a map on your health as well. And I look at skin that way too, circling it back to yep. skin health. <laughs> when I would see clients, like they would come to me and I'd be doing all these, you know, treatments on them. And for my cystic acne clients, those, those clients, like I can clear someone's skin up. And I know that sounds like, no, no one can. I've seen a dermatologist, all these things. No, with the right topical treatment, but with the, with the right internal approach, you can clear someone's skin. I would have clients that would come in and I would tie in diet with what we're working on. So cool. It was the success rate of this was transformative, which is why I work still with one-on-one -on -one clients, even though it's virtual, because I know that the diet can change and impact someone so much. So and much. especially for someone who has like PCOS. Uh-huh. Those are some of my favorite people to work with because, you know, you can help them so much. So many people are given birth control, Accutane, spironolactone for their acne. And it's like, okay, like if you want to use whatever, whatever you want to use, 
I think that it's really great that we have all these options, but like, we're both here to tell you that we've not only done it on other people, but we've done it on ourselves. Like if you could have seen my skin, even, even a year ago, I was still in a healing phase. Like I really was like, I would, I was looking at a video and I was so embarrassed. Like I, I would always have to like put filters on my face or like wear makeup and I rarely ever do now. And and now I'm just working on maybe a little bit of brightening and scarring, but like so much of dye, so much of this has been one cleaning out my environment of toxins and doing the best that I possibly can using good skincare, using whatever I can do internally to help like treat the root cause. Right. Cause like I was given birth control, but like, that's not fixing why it's actually there in the first place. Like Accutane isn't fixing why your acne is there in the first place. Spironolactone is only fixing it's 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 trying to get rid of the hormone that really is at the root cause and it's not like actually fixing it right so it might help and I'm really happy if it does but you really can heal and like I'm sure you've seen quite a wide variety like cystic acne sucks like I used to have to get uh injections like steroid injections into them like if they would get big enough like I'd go into the dermatologist she'd do it and like that sucks and no one should ever have to go through that hundred percent. And I'm going to be very vulnerable. This is the first time I'm ever actually admitting this to anybody. Um, that's actually a lie. I told, I told my sister this, but this is the first time I'm sharing with anybody else. I had such a bad, it was more like a boil yep. than just a cyst. Um, so it was very dark in color. It, it looked like a blood blister, honestly, but the size of probably like my fingernail, my pinky nail, it was huge. And it was on the tip of my nose and I still have a scar from it. And I, I was so embarrassed. I would cover it with like so much makeup. And I remember going into work because you can only call out so many times for something like this. I know. And I went into work and I remember my, he was a friend of mine. He didn't mean anything by this, but he thought I had something black on my nose. So he went to get it off. And I jerked back so fast because I didn't want him to remove the foundation that I had like perfectly placed because you probably know when you have cystic acne, especially if you're picking at it, it's hard you, to cover up. It's hard. You lay it on. And then it like the one spot that ha- that's kind of open doesn't cover. Yeah. Then you have to powder cover. It's, it's so hard. And so I'm like, for anyone that's listening right now who has cystic acne or who struggles with this or who has struggled with this, like my heart goes out to people that in this position, because I, and you know that there's a way around this, but when you don't know where to go and you're taking in all of this information from Instagram and YouTube and like Googling all the things, you know, I remember what that was like. And it's just so impactful when you can find products that are clean and good for your health that can help support you internally and externally. Cause again, our skin is an organ, so we can actually help it inside and outside. Yep. Um, it just, it's life-changing. And I don't even say that in a figuratively way. Like it literally will change your life when you find products that are high performance clean and you're working with someone who can actually help build a regimen that's suited for you and walk you through this process. It's, it's life-changing. It really is. <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm so emotional about this because I, I've been there. Yeah. And it's so like, I would never look at you and be like, oh, she struggled. Like your skin is literally picture perfect. Like it looks so great every time I see you. And, and, and people like, I even sometimes forget that, but then kind of going down memory lane, like we just were, I'm like, wow. Like there would be days where like, I'd be like crying in front of the mirror because I'm like, how 
am I going to cover this up? Like I'm supposed to be like a chiropractic student. I'm supposed to be like a picture of health. And meanwhile, like my face looks like a freaking horror. It was horrible. Like if you just like, if I covered like my nose down in my hand, like I look great, but mm-hmm. all like in that chain, Oh, it sucked. Like it, it's a hit at your confidence. It's a hit at your ego. And you're just, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like acne really is the worst, but I think one of the most empowering things was just being able to heal it honestly. And like, it's been so much better, knock on wood, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is also a really great lesson too, for people who look at others online, like what you just said, looking at me, you wouldn't think that I struggled with that, but maybe I haven't done the best job of showing photos, but it's not like how you don't take a lot of photos during that time. Because I always wish that I did, but I'm like, I'm not taking a photo of myself right now. yeah, back in the day, like guys, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 32 in a couple of weeks. So back then, that was not a thing to take selfies of your face and take progress photos. You wanted to hide that back then. Like I had a flip phone. I don't even you know I don't even know what the camera was like. It would have been so pixelated, you wouldn't even be able to see the spots. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. So some people don't believe me when I share this with them, and I'm like, listen. I'm not doing anybody any favors by making up a story like this. Like this is heartbreaking for me to talk about just like it's heartbreaking where you're at right now, but give a, like give a professional a few months to work with you and really commit to the process and really do the internal and the external work. And you will see when you come out, not having to be on any medication, not having to go in and get your blood checked and your liver checked to make sure that your, you know, Accutane isn't damaging your body permanently. Like, you will come out feeling so empowered and so happy and you'll realize like I can help others do this too. You know, if that's a passion that's on your heart, you can, you can help other people feel better because of the process you went through. So I just, I want to remind people that estheticians generally become estheticians because they struggled just like health professionals generally become health professionals because they struggled and everybody starts somewhere and your journey and your story and what you're going through it matters and it's going to be incredible when you're able to share that with people because it will help others absolutely oh my god I love that and I just I loved (laughs) I could literally sit here and talk all day long about the stuff like skin and non-toxic living and like, I love talking about products. Like, you know, I know we talked a lot about beauty con today, but like I was saying, like, I just love finding new products that work, like whether it's beauty con or, or what, like, I just, I love them. And like my Dr. Bronner's. Yeah. Oh yes. my God. Yes. I love it. Or the ordinary has one product that I love. Do not run out and use their acids, please. You guys save that for your esthetician, but their niacinamide and zinc product, that Ooh. serum is so helpful for anyone struggling with hyperpigmentation or acne or anything. It's, it's really incredible. Oh my God. So good. I love that. Um, okay. Well, you guys are going to have to check in with us because we're definitely going to do a bone broth, uh, (laughs) challenge, but, um, Haley, tell everybody where they can find you, where you're most active, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, HaleyNoel.nyc. That's H-A-L-I-E. It's a good way to spell it. I know the best way to spell it. Um, (laughs) And my website is HaleyNoel.com. Super easy. And I'll put those in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for coming on. This is, I hope that this helps so many people because I just, I know so many people struggle with acne and it's, we don't have to. And, and, you know, if you want to switch to cleaner, like we just talked about all the things and sun, yeah, literally all the things, like all the things. So I appreciate you and a girl chat. Yeah. So (laughs) 
I appreciate you. And I hope that everyone goes and follows you on Instagram. Cause I learned so much from all the things that you talk about. And I love seeing you and the dogs they are so freaking cute. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for all of you who are listening. And I'm so, I hope that we can connect. Oh, totally. Totally. They'll definitely out go send her a message. Let her know that you listened to this tag us in your stories. If you listened, um, and thank you so, so much. All right, you guys. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I always am learning so much from my guests and I'm also super excited because we have been in the works of creating that bone broth challenge. So when this podcast is released, we should be posting more information about it on this this week on our social media. So make sure that you are checking in with us on that. We're going to do a little challenge for you guys. And I'm super excited because Nick and I are going to be kind of getting away for finally our honeymoon and I want my skin and gut to be really good. So I'm going to be doing it. I try to do it every day. I pretty much do. And if I don't ingest it, um, like drink it, I will like cook with it and um, I pretty much do try to use it every day, but I would love for you guys to do it along with me because that is seriously the best source of collagen. Like everyone asked me what collagen brand do you use? What do you do? And I do use powdered collagen, but this is one way less expensive and it is, it's absolutely amazing. It's, um, so much less expensive. It's free. It's well, not free, but basically if you're, if you're cooking the bones yourself, um, it's super inexpensive, it's easy, and it really does work. Like collagen is so, so, so good for healing your gut. It's so amazing for your skin, hair, nails, all of the amazing things. Um, so I hope that you guys do this along with us because we're both very focused on healing the inside so that we can have amazing skin, hair, and nails on the outside. Um, so Stay tuned for more information on that. We're definitely going to be probably doing a live video on that as well to kind of go over questions that you guys have. There won't be any, it's totally free except for just the work to be able to get the bone broth. Um, and we want to answer like whatever questions you guys have, we'll be sharing recipes. Um, so just make sure to be checking in with us for details on that. I'm super, super excited. Um, so yeah, by the time that this is released, we will definitely be talking about it more. And this is something that we're definitely excited to do. And if you guys enjoy it, we can definitely do more of it. So, um, I hope that you guys enjoy today's episode. Give us a rating, connect with Haley on Instagram. Um, and I will see you guys next week. Ooh.